What is up, fam? Welcome back to That's the Angle. And in this episode, I am joined with Doyle Song. This is so awesome because I am having people come on for the second time. That means the podcast has been around long enough that people can come back and be, uh, you know, concurrent guests. Uh, I interviewed Doyle about a year and a half ago, almost two years now, about his come up with his clothing brand Enemies or Enemies Forever. One of those, I'm still not sure. Doyle, uh, I even asked you that in this interview, and I still don't know. Love you, bro. <laughs> but it's a really awesome clothing company. We talked about in the first interview, but this interview is about how this whole pandemic, this corona, this crisis, how it is affecting us as creatives, specifically him and his company, his storefront, uh, his sales, how the fashion world's gonna gonna react to all this. So it's a really good insight and a look and uh, peek inside the mind of someone who's dealing with it just from a different angle. Ooh, I like what I did there. Anyways, guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a rating or a comment or review. Or actually, you can watch this one on YouTube. Yes, I said that correctly. Also, this was done via a Zoom call. And to be honest, I really kind of like the format of a Zoom call. I don't got to really set up much and I can talk to anyone on the world, which is amazing. So that might be the future of this podcast. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, guys, enjoy. Dude, I, I need to tell you how much I went through to get this to happen today. Dude, like yesterday, I kind of wanted to kill myself because I had to update this computer, which had been updated in like 17 years. And I couldn't figure it out. I was doing things to my, like the insides of my Mac to get it to like update. Like it wouldn't update from the app store. I was doing these little tutorials, like deleting files and deleting logs and shit that I was like, I don't know if I just destroyed my computer. But then finally I had to change the DNS setting, which is like uh, something to do with your Wi-Fi. And yeah. then, I, then I could update it and then I figured out all this stuff. So here we are, man. I just want you to know, I went to the fire for you, bro. Like that is love, <laughs> that is, love is how much, how much I did to make this happen. So thank you for being sweet, here. Man. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, guys, uh, welcome back to That's the Angle. I'm joined with Doyle Song. Um, it's not really an interview. It's just a homie and me talking because there's a lot of shit to talk about, man. There definitely is. Lots of shit going on in the world. Dude, so it's crazy, man. But at least your hair still looks like you're getting haircuts, dude. Like, at least you're, you're, still, you're still looking good. I'm looking like I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, you don't get haircuts, do you, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when's the last time you got a haircut? You rocked the, uh, you rocked the the, the long hair. I, yeah, I got a simple haircut. Every it's either long or short, so you just take the thing and then you stop where it gets long. <laughs> you have like the long hair, like right on the top, like it's just like a yeah. nice landing strip. Apparently, it's a it's a L.A. gangster haircut. I, I was not aware of that. I always thought it looked like a like somebody out of a kung fu movie, but. Apparently, it's a cholo gangster hairstyle. <laughs> you would you would make a great cholo. <laughs> Maybe. I guess. An, an Asian cholo, but nonetheless, a very good cholo. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> I do like Mexican food and Mexican people. Don't we all? Yeah. The best things ever. Dang, I see you over there with the... Um, got the shirts hanging in the background. Those look good, oh. man. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just stuff... It's leaving it hanging up in a room so I can look at it all the time. It's the newer stuff that we just made. So it's like, um, you know, we just stare right staring at stuff all the time, trying to think about new designs and what we could change and what we can improve on. Yeah. So people listening or watching, if you don't know, Doyle is the guy behind Enemies Forever or, or, is, or is it just Enemies? It's Enemies Forever. 
It could be enemies. It could be whatever people want. Mm, okay, yeah. And so it's arguably one of the biggest street street brands out here. But dude, so have you noticed like a like a dip or like a different reaction towards selling shirts now, like or selling your brand or anything? Like how has that been treating you? Like how is that whole I mean, it's been a it's been up and down in general. I mean, like uh I think we're about to go through a wave where uh people will wear like un well, I think the, the the rise of the high end clothes, like the the designer clothes, really took an effect on on the uh, independent brands. Like everybody, all of a sudden, like that makes like middle like middle middle class money decides they want to go shopping in Neiman's and Saks. All of a sudden, like it really affected that. But at the same time, I think with the uh, pandemic, like it's a uh, business has gotten better, kind of like people. Wow. are coming out and they don't mind buying stuff and buying it online like people like people are wanting to support more because they kind of realize I, what's going on i don't think so maybe 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 not or maybe they're having an opportunity to look at it for change like before they might have just been busy doing something else but at their home they're probably at home nowadays just looking at their phone all the time so they're just like oh that's cool or whatever because to be honest i don't know if it's like support because it's a lot of new people that i've never like sold stuff to before like strangers mm -hmm. complete strangers so it's like you know maybe maybe it's uh people are out there searching for stuff and they're finding it like they're finding my brand that's interesting it's like i would think that no one would be buying clothes because everyone's so worried about saving their money or you know well, what the trend is apparently from reading a lot of stuff that's going on is that the high end and the designer people are really taking a hit like um and not just that they're people are getting rid of their designer stuff like they're trying to sell it and recoup the money that they spent on it because it's just not like it's just not smart to have thousand dollar shoes right now you know yeah that's I mean, so true yeah i mean it that makes a lot of sense <laughs> what, what an investment right it's like let me buy this thousand dollar shoes or i could buy five shirts and support my homie it's it, exactly it or maybe not even Huh? I don't think it's that. I think like they they want to pay their bills, and some people, as much as they like, act like they're balling out of control. I mean, a lot of that stuff is credit card wealth a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So they got to get back in. And I think this is like a, a wake up call for a lot of people financially. Yeah, I think if there's one thing that's positive is the idea that people want to uh, support now. Like now, people want to support local and support their friends and support local brands like i definitely felt the resurgence in there at least as far as like people are maybe more conscious of where they're spending their dollars yeah i think so like i, I definitely think so i mean it's like you know buying a 40 dollars shirt from your friend or a person in your local community is not that bad especially like i guess before people weren't paying attention because if you, all you want to buy is supreme or you want to buy something like that or what the what the rappers are wearing or something then it's you know and then you have a pandemic and then all this stuff all of a sudden that doesn't matter anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it kind of opens your mind to different options yeah i can see that like all, all of a sudden yeah oh, that's so true yeah so oh, i don't know in, in a lot of ways this whole pandemic it's like destroying a lot of our businesses like now you can't meet people up in person but now it's like just all online sales like now i can't do this podcast in person but now i can do it online but there's when you start to like look at it half like glass half full now it seems like there's a little bit more opportunity for me at least and maybe there's for you i feel the same way 
like i think like just a little like i was trying to say before like because people are just strictly online right now like i think they're searching around for more stuff like you know and then like people from other places maybe not the dmv are probably looking around to be entertained or find new products so they'll end up listening they might find your podcast out of like just being out of sheer boredom they just might be like let me find something new to listen to and be like hey that's the angle or they'd be like oh what's this enemies forever stuff you know so you know it's it's i mean you got to make lemonade out of lemons most of the time i know i mean you have no choice right it's like i'm not gonna sit around and just be depressed about this whole thing yeah i mean like apparently a lot of this stuff is going on and people are getting some of this free money but it, it's it's just not really like it's, it for some people they're making more money but for some people it just doesn't add up so and some people just didn't, didn't even get the money so you know it's 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 a, it's a weird situation in general i mean dude it is i literally just got that money today and i'm not gonna lie like i'm like a whole new fucking man now like it, that that shit was looking healthy i was just like damn like <laughs> your boy yeah. where am it's i like, like it's 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 i'm not gonna lie it feels weird to get free money but you know Hey, man, it's like a weight off your chest, especially when you got some things you got to take care of. You know, nothing's worse than being broke and worried. Like oh if you're not worried, if you're if you're if you're not worried and you're broke, it's not that bad. But if you're broke and worried, like there's nothing worse than not having no money. Bro, so, it's would have been me for like the past month, man. Like I I've been it was looking yeah. bad, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Like it, this shit took everything away from me. It took the events. It took the the clients. It took like yeah. waiting tables part-time like everything's gone for me so everyone that i know that was doing the uh like photography thing they their business has been decimated like straight up decimated like every single wedding that they had planned out like every big money event that they had planned out just got straight up canceled yeah and it was just like you know income of like 30 grand i don't know how many weddings people do during the summer but you know you're a photographer you probably do weddings too like that that probably took like a big 15 thirty thousand dollars out of their pay, like that out their pocket for the year so i don't know how people are going to recover to be honest i mean honestly i think there's going to be a lot less photographers after this whole thing which for me is a great thing i could use one or less one or two less creepy dudes trying to like be in the <laughs> scene but like but just looking at all like the photography websites and stuff a lot of like data and reports are showing that people are closing up their photography businesses left and right. Sheesh. I didn't yeah. know that. I Dude, just knew that a lot of people were hurting. Yeah. I mean, I've just been trying to diversify. It's like, I've realized like the content, like making content and making like a service or a good, like mm -hmm. that is kind of sustainable and that'll pull you through. But having something that depends on like a service-based thing where you don't have contracts and stuff, that's, it's risky. That's the whole thing with the DMV though. This kind of like a, uh... It's always been a little like not so cool. Is that like there's always money for service based things like you know you providing a direct service to someone, mm -hmm. but like when you're being creative and creating content, a lot of times businesses don't find or individuals don't find the value in that. But now I guess they're going to have to, you know, like you could say to someone, well, you know, I'll take your pictures or I'll print your shirts or something like that. And people will always jump at the, the opportunity to use your services. But in all honesty, like this is like a really like the money is in entertainment and in service in DC, like, and then the government, of course, but the government people are spending their money on those entertainment and services. Mm -hmm. But overall, hopefully like, you know, it'll, it'll, it, it makes the pool smaller, which is great. Like 
if if some businesses go down, which they will, like I mean, it's business, so it's like only the strong will survive, you know. You saw that Neiman Marcus and like J Crew and all those places are filing oh, for yeah. bankruptcy. Well, J Crew, I don't know what happened. Like ten years ago, they were they were going great. Like Nikki Adler came on and revamped J Crew, um, but apparently, like fast fashion killed J Crew, and then Neiman Marcus apparently has been just living on this like bubble where they don't really where they weren't really making money, but they were making enough to make everything facilitate itself. Mm. But I mean, I'm not worried about that. Like to be honest with you. Just like latest trend of how everyone thinks that they're like Neiman Marcus type shoppers is kind of like kind of got on my nerves a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like people who shop at Neiman Marcus, it's it, we don't have like a use for a general store anymore. Like it was just kind of like a like a market of other expensive goods, but we don't even need that. That seems like an old yeah. like a like a timed out thing, like the television, you know? Exactly. Definitely. Like I I don't know. Like Neiman Marcus, if it if it goes. They'll just be replaced by some online entity that has that kind of stuff. To be honest, I think like retail in general will be different when we come back. Like I think uh, we won't have these big stores. My prediction is that we will switch off to like a more showroom setting. And then I think I could be wrong. It's just like my theory. I think uh, companies will switch to just having a straight up showroom where you could look at the stuff. And then since we have this pandemic and they'll have like these precautions going on, probably like trying stuff on and things like that. Oh, you're probably right. won't be as great anymore. Like they won't let you do that anymore. And then I never what's going to have that. to happen is, is the next level in my mind is that, uh, Amazon places that can warehouse stuff and ship stuff the same day. The first person who comes up with same day shipping is going to be able to capitalize on that because imagine going to the mall, you walk into the showroom, you say, Oh, I want that. You tell them your size and they're like, Oh, cool. And then when you get home, the product's there. And that's what I, I predict that's what's going to happen next. That's interesting. Yeah, like if someone came into your shop and you actually have a shop, which is the awesome thing, is like now they couldn't just try on a shirt. Would, they, would you have to have like a whole stack of like dummy shirts that you would wash after every person tried it on? And oh, then no, you you're give just them not the... trying it on. That's the new, I think the, with, the, uh, with, the, with the new precautions will be no trying on stuff. Like that's, oh, that's going to be out the window. Like, like either no dressing room. Yeah. Like I think, uh, look, the bigger companies will have be okay. They'll probably extend like a, uh, return. They'll make the return policy better. Mm-hmm. But like, I think in service probably like in-person services is going to go down a lot, oh, but it'll so save companies a lot of money because then you have to spend so much on square footage. That's true. But, but then why even have a showroom at that point? Like why, why would you even want to have a, a physical space? Because people want to touch things and look at it. Because that's what people do now at the mall. Like, if you see people at the mall, they're not buying stuff. They're just walking around. Oh, that's nice. I'm going to go see what it costs online. (laughs) Yeah, right. I guess, I guess, in a way, like a storefront gives uh, like an anchor point, like a place where you can go work, where people can come visit. It's not just like hold up in your house, I guess, maybe. Or it's like more, I don't know. Like, it's, there's something there to actually going into a store, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and to be honest, I think retail, like brick and mortar retail after, the pandemic is is like kind of over. It's mm-hmm. going to make a surge. It's going to surge because people are just going to want to be outside and want to do stuff. But then I think people's funds will be limited. So that surge won't last very long. And then people just go back to what they were doing before and buying stuff online. I don't know, man. I feel like it's like a thing of like post COVID. Like I think people are going to have a greater appreciation for community and being able to do things. Like, have you noticed that everyone's just happier? 
Like when you when you actually go outside, everyone's stoked as hell to see you. It's just like a, I guess like people been caught up in the bullshit of life. Like to be honest, like this is the time that you would spend with like friends or family or whoever you live with, or and then having a lot of time to think about things that's like, you know, you don't have to think about like what am I going to wear tomorrow? Do I look cool? Like who cares, man? Like, right? <laughs> like it doesn't really matter anymore. So it's just like, uh, so hopefully a lot of people will come out of this. I'm really worried about like the entertainment sector. Like, what are people who like work at bars yeah. and restaurants going to do? Because that's like, that's a lot. That's a big industry. Like you, you work, you part time wait tables. Like that, that's a huge industry. If they, if that doesn't come back, it's going to be a gaping hole. And if people got to sit six feet apart and all that yeah, kind of see, stuff, that's that's the problem. Is is I don't think, you know, if you have to six, sit six feet apart for every table, that means you lose every table. That means you lose half your tables in a restaurant. Exactly. That's exactly. essentially what that means. Is like before this happened, when I was, it was like the last shift at the restaurant, they were like, everyone has to be six feet apart, which was just every other table. And mm-hmm. that means that a restaurant now loses half of the amount of people they can serve, half their volume in a given night. And then on top of that, as a server, I'll probably have to wear a face mask now. Like I'll have oh, to wear definitely. a face mask and gloves now for sure. Definitely. They're not going to, you know, you know, people aren't going to want you touching their food and bringing their food to their table without your mouth being covered. You know, people were freaked out about that kind of stuff before COVID. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't. Were you? Were you? Not really, but I know a lot of people that are sensitive about their food. Like, you know, if you start coughing and you're the server and they're like, Man, you cough near my food. Like, I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of true. You know, like this before COVID. Imagine how somebody's going to look if you like, like, kind of hack on some spit by accident, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, I'm I'm not sick. I promise you." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I can imagine. It's like, what if servers are just eliminated? Like, what if that whole like couldn't that whole job just be eliminated? Like now. I could just, you just be a food runner. Like it goes from the kitchen tech counter to the table. They could just order at the table. I don't even know if that's what they're going to do. Maybe, maybe it'll be walk up like, like McDonald's oh, style. Shit. You're right. Cause you know, to be honest, you just got to think about like, if you take away half the tables, you take away half the revenue, you can't afford, And then like, they're going to make some change to the wages because you know, you take away half the revenue people not going to be tipping like that, to be honest. Like, they're going to have to pay you more money. They can't get away with that scheme where they just, you live off tips. So... Yeah, no one talks about that, dude. That's the the biggest fucking scheme in the world. I mean, some people say, like, they like it. And some people say, like, it's not fair. And I'm just like, I I don't know, because I've never really waited tables. But I I think if I worked at a really great restaurant, I would love to work on tips. But if I worked at a not-so-great one, I would like a basic wage. That's pretty good. That's exactly (laughs) how it goes. That's exactly how it goes. If if that restaurant's good, you're like, ah, fuck it. Like, I don't want to be taxed on it. Exactly. Definitely. But, But I think it changes the whole dining experience now. Like, now going out to eat seems like an ordeal. It's like my waiter's going to look like a fucking hazmat delivery man. Like I'm, you, you can't even interact with the table next to you now. It's like an isolated experience. So it's almost like the ambience of going out to dinner is now getting more isolated in a weird way. Well, going out to dinner, I'm not really worried about. Like, I think that's always kind of been like a private experience. But like, if you take happy hour out of Washington, D.C., it's like, kaboom. <laughs> a happy hour being dead is like, that, that's, that's going to damage the city's revenue like big time. You know what they could do? I just, no just kind of crossed my mind is 
what if they just took everyone's temperature at the front? Like well, they, they have do, one of those they, guns and they just they just they put it up your head and they they're do just that like, yo. Now, but like, you know, people, people, you know, everybody knows that like if you're a regular aged person, like if you're a median aged person and you're relatively healthy, you might be asymptomatic and you might not show any any symptoms at all. So it's like. That's, you know, that's such bullshit. It's like, oh, you have it if you have a fever, but also you might have it and be asymptomatic. That's that is like that's hey, like man. that's I'm like wearing <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's it just seems like too many precautions. You know, it's like at some point, when is it all over? Or is there or are we now just gonna be living in a We're state gonna of find out like, soon. We're gonna find out soon because those states that open back up, like Georgia mm-hmm. and places like that, if there's no outbreak in three weeks then it's going to look good. Like we, we, we might could go back to assuming regular life. If they don't, if it, if like it goes all as planned, they'll look smart. Like Georgia, Texas, those places that went back to work. Like I'm, I'm like, as much as I think that that's stupid, I think I'm very glad that they decided to be the guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In a way we're like, let's see if the second wave happens in Georgia. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's cool. Like, if y'all do good, like, good for you. <laughs> if you do bad, I'm like, I told you that was not a good idea. <laughs> Dude, speaking of Georgia, did you see that video? Oh, yeah. That's with, so the, sad. with the guy who was gunned down? Dude, that was crazy. That's so sad. It's, 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 it's uh, I don't really want to, like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to, like, talk about it too much, but it's, true, it's a true. severe injustice. Um, I don't think that those people should be allowed to not be arrested at this point. Um, I, I just don't think that like it, it's a good situation. Like it, it, it makes our country look so antiquated and stupid sometimes, you know, like just it, the rules should just be across the board for everybody. I think if you, if you take a man's life in general, whether you're innocent or guilty, I think they should take you in, into custody for a moment and till yeah. they sort things out. Like, I think that's the smartest thing to do. Yeah, it's just it's so weird because in the video you you like the way what you're watching is it seems like a car is driving up and you only kind of catch the point where they're wrestling for the shotgun and mm-hmm. then I guess while they're wrestling I guess he pulled the trigger and then you kind of see him wrestle for like a couple more seconds and then he just kind of the shock hits him and then he falls yeah. down but then you see the guy in the in the trunk with like a pistol in his hand like as like yeah. backup you know it's like what and then like people like. Uh, I don't know how I feel about guns in America. Mm-hmm. I know that guns aren't going anywhere, but I tell all my fellow minorities and, and, and white people, like, if you're allowed to legally have a gun, you should probably have a gun. Like, yeah, I like, I don't think it, I don't think you're doing any service to yourself in a country where guns are legal to not have a gun. <laughs> it's like, you need to defend yourself. If everybody else got the gun, you might as well have a gun too. And then, you know, it, but to be honest, that's just straight up like it's bad. Like I, I, I did some research on what happened. Apparently, mm-hmm. there was a burglary that happened, and they were just looking around, like driving around trying to find somebody, and mm-hmm. they had no clue who the person was. They just knew it was African American male. And then, like the first person they saw running around was that guy. And it's just like it's just it just doesn't make sense. At who all. do they think they are that they could just take the justice into their own hands? Like, hey, let's just go accost this person and harass them and like i like i don't get that logic though it's one thing to be like he just robs someone but then to be roll up on someone and shoot them you know what i'm saying like that seems a little out of hand i think in the south i think it's a little different um yeah 
you know, you got guns. Everyone has guns for the most part. Um, the gun culture there is like, you know, and they have all these crazy laws where if you shoot somebody, like you could go home. Like <laughs> if you shoot somebody in Maryland or DC, there's no way that you're going home. Like there's that list, unless it's like caught on camera that you were clearly defending yourself. But like, I just like, it's just ridiculous. Like I, I feel so terrible for that guy and his family. That guy's gone now. I feel so terrible for his family and everybody involved in that situation because it's like no one benefits at all from a situation like that. And it, it could have just been handled if like people would not be so emotional about situations and then just go quickly go down the street trying to find the first person sounds like that story liam neeson was telling that time and i don't know if you know he was like his, his somebody one of his friends had got raped by a oh. black man or something he said i was going to go outside and hurt the first black guy i saw and i was just I remember like, that yeah like what kind of the thought process is that this just doesn't make any sense it kind of makes it seem like you're racist you know, it's blind. It's blinding rage. I it's it, I, I can't say I, I've ever been there, but like they uh, people do crazy shit. Yeah. And I, was, I mean, like, even if we had a country where like we didn't have guns, that kind of situation could still probably happen. Imagine if they just had knives. They could just ran up on the guy and stabbed him, you know, and then like or even if they didn't have knives, they could have just jumped him, yeah. and beat him, you know, like two on ones never yeah. fair. Hit him with a car. Like they could have done anything. It just happened to be a gun. Yeah. It's just sad. Is, and is it me or like since that story came out, I've noticed a lot more content and videos about police being abusive. Like, have you noticed that too? It's like all no, of a sudden. I think it's kind of like whenever something really? like this happens, the, the, it, all those, all that content comes out. Like the last time, like, uh, you know, well, yeah, that's, not... that's what, that's what I'm saying is that like, as I mean, I guess we've been in this COVID bubble, but like, as soon as I saw that video, it's like I saw 10 more videos come out about police beating people. Well, apparently the police are are doing that all the time. You know, I'm, I've, I've had my run-ins with the police and I, I'm well aware that they'll beat you up and possibly <laughs> shoot you. So like, I always try to avoid interacting with them in a negative manner. You know, Sorry, I, should, I shouldn't be laughing at that. I don't know why I laughed. Oh, at I mean, that. you shouldn't. It's okay. It's it's the past now, so it's, it's laughable yeah. now. <laughs> I just I just imagine you in that situation just seems kind of funny. I I, can't, I just I just can't imagine you being in a situation where like you're getting beat up by the police. No, I mean, like, you know, especially if it's drunk door, drunk door might say something stupid to the police, and not be like yes sir, no sir, like I like you know, mm -hmm. sober door would be. So you know, it's it's different. And then like the race thing is 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 just, it's just it's just crazy. Like I like it as much as you know racism in america is like it's like apple pie it's like it's just it's an american thing like people say that it's like oh man like racism's everywhere but it's kind of like not like america <laughs> oh that's <laughs> like, true yeah, dude you know. that's so true i mean did you do you remember like a month ago when the chinese government was is like being racist towards black people over there they were like they stopped serving them and oh, keeping yeah, them out of places that. they're still doing that that's crazy yeah, they're they're trying to get them all to leave. To be honest, they've they apparently they've changed the narrative to the foreigners brought COVID to China. Yeah, that was the narrative: is that the black yeah, people brought, the, brought, which brought is, COVID, and then they're just, stealing their women or some shit like that. Stupid. Like I don't know what's up with like China. Well, I don't. To be honest, I I I think uh, a lot of that stuff is 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 I don't want to say overplayed, but I think like. 
we're headed to like i think there's gonna be a war over this COVID stuff dude i i'm so scared of that man like like as time goes on we might find out that it legit comes from china then china tried covering up and then it doesn't feel like it feels like the world might be against china at that point like in a weird way it's like china is now going to be seen as this like evil empire you know i think the world kind of feels that way in general at the moment like i don't want to say that about china but like because like i don't ever want to condemn any group of people because it's Mm -hmm. it's just not fair because if your government is is crooked like i like that don't got nothing like donald trump he can say whatever he wants about him it doesn't bother me like it but at the same time like i don't want to in america like uh when the COVID stuff first broke out there was a lot of uh violence against asian people yeah and, like yeah. the problem with that like is you know in america you know racism's real and on top of that like they can't tell the difference if you're korean or chinese or vietnamese or we all chinese (laughs) (laughs) so like you know condemning i don't want to be one of those people that condemn race or a whole nationality of people but like if your government's wrong it's wrong but i think there should be peaceable methods even though like to be honest uh the united states hasn't really gotten into a war with actual country in many many years i think if we got into a war with any country we'd probably flat the line them pretty fast because our military strength wow. is just so so great yeah i don't think it would be like a physical word be like a internal more psychological network based kind of war because anyone could we could both trade nukes with china and level each other i don't think anyone wants that wants that to happen but it seems like the war would be happening with trade and with you know oh it's already going stuff on like that it's already going on i think to be honest like um uh, this COVID thing is really what messes with mess it up is, is global trade. Like, yeah, you know, the global economy, like everybody, like some people are against globalization and all that and this, but like us, it looks like the U S is going to start having to manufacture stuff again at some point. And then like the rest of the world, you know, that relied on China does not want to rely on China. Apparently like Africa is breaking a lot of their deals that they had with China. I don't know if they belt the belt, some kind of belt and road, like they got this little, trade route that they built through india and mm-hmm. goes through africa china built they've been working on all this time um i think that might be be out the window pretty soon like china wow. china might have to suffer great economic loss after this even if there's no repercussion like some people are talking about there should they should be paying a penalty to the world for what has happened how do you do that i don't know like i don't <laughs> know like to be honest i just wish people would stop using like rhetoric that would enrage people against other people like it just doesn't make any sense yeah and and you're pretty aware of that because you post news headlines every day on your story which i love by the way because sometimes <laughs> I, I wake that. up and i go to your shit because i'm like all right let's see what's going on today and you, you you repost them where do you where are you getting that by the way I've, I've just been curious like where are you getting these the associated press ah okay but if anyone knows uh just people listening doyle on his story will post uh, like the the mobile snips or clips of the headlines and a little bit of the article on his story of like everything that's timely. And so for me, it's it's kind of been like a nice update every day. But if anyone knows about these headlines that are triggering people, it's it'd be you. Yeah, I mean, um, a few like maybe a year ago or maybe a year and a half ago, I just like got tired of the narcissism of Instagram and was trying to figure out like what content could I share that could uh, benefit people without having me sound like 
you know, me filleting myself all the time. So I started sharing the news, little spiritual things. I've recently like been sober. So I started sharing like 12, 12 step slogans all the time. So, um, yeah, it's over. Oh, the law, the law. (laughs) Oh, oh, you got something going on there. I mean, it's no big deal. Like, I mean, I ended up getting pulled over for DUI and then like having to go through it. Like, um, so, uh, for the first time, to be honest, like I decided to take treatment seriously. Like it, like I've been through it before and then I've been through like drug programs before. So I just, uh, I tried to, I had to ask myself some internal questions like, uh, why is things the way that they are? And to be honest, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if sobriety is going to be a forever thing, but sobriety has been cool and it's like uh it's one less thing i have to worry about you've been like you feel better like kind of physically and mentally now that you've not oh, been drinking and stuff like that not really think, smoking either i imagine yeah so i've been cut everything out basically wow i, I did turkey. start drink i did uh i did start drinking coffee again Coffee's because lit. before before i wasn't drinking coffee and i was doing drugs <laughs> and drinking alcohol <laughs> Uh, so but I, uh, but I imagine you must feel like a little bit more clear in a sense no um i think uh i think so apparently people said i was dull all the time because i was smoking weed like a chimney like like a literal chimney like you know i own my own business nobody's gonna tell me you can't smoke at work or like you can't do this or you can't do that so mm-hmm. I, was, I was just high all the time unless you know if you if you ever see me have to do something i'll do it but like it kind of like put like uh kind of put me at half speed all the time and then once i got sober i kind of realized it so it helped out a lot and then to be honest i think a lot of things that i was dealing with that i never really had time to deal with like i had some resentment issues and like you know something you know i felt really self-important i had to let those things go a little bit so i could like really reassess my life in general so i could be like a better person yeah i think anyone who does anything over long periods of time, whether it's like drinking or smoking weed or some shit like that, it's like you should take a break for like a month or at least a week or two or something just so you can know what you feel like in your sober state of mind. Because exactly. I know for a fact, like when I'm baked, it's way different than what, how I think when I'm sober, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just for myself. I can imagine how it's for other people. Yeah. I mean, like, to be honest, like, I thought I was pretty cool on like being baked out my mind all the time. I thought you were but, pretty cool too. I thought you were pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> the sad thing was I couldn't get my urine clean. Like I, my urine was dirty after 65 days of not smoking. What? It was like, yeah. Holy like, shit. I just what? recently went to go take my last urine and it finally was clean. I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, I was like, good God. <laughs> I was like, apparently like, smoking that rapper weed is not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely so, not, man. And oh my god, yeah. dude. Um, but back on the manufacturing thing for real quick, because I don't want to talk about. No, no problem. I don't want to discuss your personal stuff all the whole time. Um, in, in in just like with dealing with you, I know like you deal with a lot with like shirts and hoodies and mm-hmm. stuff that I imagine is made in China. Have you noticed the impacts from trade with China and like how that affects your business? Not particularly. Um, uh, what I've noticed is like. I guess these companies just have the stuff stockpiled like in, in warehouses. So like we're buying t-shirts and hoodies and stuff like that. All the stuff that we needed to get special made, they're coming out of Asia. Like it got shut down for a little while. 
uh, the majority of the DMV brands, I believe, gets their stuff made in Pakistan. And I think there wasn't really like a shutdown for a long time. I think right now that like it slowed down a bit because of COVID. I think Pakistan and India and that that region of the country kind of like they 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 were a little later to respond to 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 the pandemic than other places. Mm, that's interesting. I'm so glad to hear that you're not that affected by it. Jesus. And anytime I hear something else is hit by it, it just it just sucks. <laughs> I mean, the printing, like our printing company, the printing company I work with, they don't work every day anymore. They work maybe like two or three days out the week. Wow. They they just don't like uh apparently they weren't deemed essential. So, you know, but they still have things they need to handle, so they just go in and handle what they gotta handle. Oh yeah, that's true too. Yeah, I can't really get film developed or anything like that either. You don't yeah. have a studio in your basement? I don't got a studio anymore. <laughs> Speaking of shirts, you see this thing? Oh yeah. Sweet. That's the Bro, store. I That's love the store. Yeah, this is a store that we, no one can go to right now, everyone. Yeah. You can go there. You just can't go inside. <laughs> Dude, I love this shirt, by the way. It's like super thick. It, like this. I, I wear shirts. I've worn this shirt so many times. Like it's fading. It's starting to look vintage, but like out of all my shirts, this shirt's held up so nicely. That's great. That's great. Yeah, that's what we, that's when we were using those tie blanks from Thailand, and we had exclusive blanks that we were making. That mm-hmm. kind of slowed down a little bit, but you know, we're just using different high quality blank from the wholesaler right now. Mm. Have you have you thought about, or maybe you have like designing pieces? Is that something that uh, has like, crossed your mind? I had a mind? cut and sew brand before. Um, the problem is a lot of times is that the financial like commitment is just a lot of money. We're talking about probably like. 15 i mean if you want to do like three or four pieces and you've got to buy like 100 100 a clip some people will do 30 mm-hmm. um but it, it you're talking about a big investment probably like 10 grand 15 grand and you know it's it's no guarantee that it sells there's no guarantee for anything you know so for my financial situation you know we just based everything after a while on just on doing graphics and then just printing on stuff I think uh, doing the cut and sew is probably down the line. I, I, I'm sure I can do it. I've done it before. So, but for right now, especially like in these times and in Washington, D.C., like I don't ever like want to like talk bad about our hometown, but like it's not like the place where, you know, cut and sew really takes off all the time either. You know, you probably want to start it and then like have to like, have it in a larger market. Well, I guess cut and so I see that, but like like a bag, like if you made like a oh like a, like a yeah. custom I mean, bag, I have, like, I, have, I, have, I have I have resources to do that now. We just got to buy them in a hundred oh. at a time. It's no oh, is that how that works? Yeah, usually it's about a hundred. But um, even if you, if you like, even if you designed the thing too. Oh yeah, it's about a hundred. The only thing that you can't really design is the if you want a specific material made in a specific color and oh, that way I see what that you're way it gets a little different difficult usually like a real like a real professional uh manufacturer will require that you buy ten thousand yards of material if you want a a specified material well not i mean not specified but like you want it made a certain kind of way with certain kind of specs to it but Mm -hmm. i mean if you want to do 100 you just buy some pre-existing fabrics of some sort and then you just get it made that way Mm, that's just so sick it's so sick also like buying those bags to be honest like a lot of companies that make those bags that you see like they're not making the bags they're just buying wholesale ones and printing on it or something you know it's, it's just what happened their name on it yeah 
Or like, yeah. you know, in Pakistan, they'll make a book bag for you for 10 bucks, like, or five, 10 bucks. And then, you know, they sell it for 30 or something like that. I think you gotta buy 30 at a time. But I mean, it's cool. I mean, we try to like, I mean, for a little while, we, I was thinking about doing all that kind of stuff, but you know, I just really like a t-shirt and jeans kind of guy. So I was just like, <laughs> I'm just gonna make t-shirts and hoodies. Like until, until like the, like things like get better, we'll, we'll think about doing more stuff. But for now, just like, like whatever, like it's about to get hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a fact. Dude, is that, is that shirt behind you? Is that bedazzled? No, no, no bedazzlement. Oh, it, it almost looks like the rainbow in it is like like the little stones. You ever seen that like that like trend? Oh yeah, like the I know stones? exactly. Know it almost looks yeah. like it's like a rainbow stone. It, it no, it's just tight. it's just the color trend, like the color create or the color transfer from color to color that we use. So it looks looks it looks almost rainbowish a little bit. <laughs> and then the 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 mask says just just what does it say? Just wear just it. wear it. Yeah. <laughs> people that's fucking, that's fucking clever i caught some flack behind that behind some a woman she she told me i shouldn't make that shirt because uh it i'm misinforming people telling them that they need n95 masks and i was just like oh my god i was like i don't think we made that shirt in association with layc i don't know if you're familiar with them latin american youth center they're on 16th street they, and it's not just latin american people they help with they help the black community they help they help mm -hmm. people in need they offer jobs, training, free training. They pay people to go to school, stuff like that. And we were donating, we're donating like portion of that, the the profits to LAYC. Tried to explain that to her, and she was just like, "People are dying." And I was like, "I'm sorry, I didn't kill anyone. I, I apologize. I stay at home and and I wear my mask." <laughs> Thanks, Karen. I'm just trying to do something nice here. I was just like, "Wow, why aren't you yelling at the people who are talking about 5G is killing people?" Dude, oh my, but dude, but what's also crazy is like, I think it's cool that we capitalize on what we're in because this is just an era that's not going to last forever. So like looking back, it's going to be so sick to look back on that shirt and like, I don't know, two years and be like, oh man, you remember that? Like, exactly. you know, it's like all the YouTube videos I'm making during this time, it's all so exclusive to quarantine and stuff. So in a way it's like, it's cool to kind of capitalize on all of it as much as you can. I mean, it's just a state of business. Like if you know, right. like people ask me like, why don't you make face masks? And I was just like, well, I don't really want to make face masks. We made a shirt with a face mask on it. But like, if you do make face masks, you can make a killing right now. Like it's, it's like, why not? Like it, like you got to make a dollar still money doesn't stop being made. Like, dude, the face masks were funny because the first people who made them all caught flack for it. But then like the second wave of face mask wearers, like everyone's like, yes, thank you. Please, please make more. Exactly. And now if you put something on the front of it, people are dying to buy it. So you look a little different. They want to show their individuality. I think the right. face mask is about to be something that's going to be normal, like right. for years, probably maybe years. Like they pro you'll probably go to public events and see like maybe 20, like five years from now, 20% of the people will have a face mask on. We're, we're going to know who the real germaphobes are. Definitely. Well, in a way, it's kind of tight. Like, in, I know in China and different Asian countries, a face mask is normal. I mean, I used to, we, like, like maybe three or four years ago, like, during the, I want to say, the avian flu or something like that, when, when the face mask was normal in, in Asia, I was wearing the face mask around America. They made me take it off at a few places, like at the mall, because they, they said I was being in a disguise. But, like, I would be on Instagram with the face mask, and then, because it was a real Asian-looking thing. 
It looks then, tight if you ask me. I, I, I was like, cool. it's like I'm a ninja. <laughs> yeah, it's like an aesthetic. It's like Alec Monopoly or some shit. It's exactly. like just, definitely. And then I realized that people with the face masks on Instagram were short, fat, ugly guys who didn't want to show their face. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm not sure. Nor am I fat, or am I ugly? So, so let me be tall and handsome. And take this mask off. Right, dude. The problem with the the mask though is that like a lot of them are uncomfortable as fuck. Like a lot of them, it just you can't wear them for more than five minutes without hurting your ears or making it look like you, you your ears are just like sticking out of your head. Like that's the problem with face masks. That I feel like I always run into. I mean, it matters which one which one you got. What kind are you using? Are you using an N95 mask? Nah, hell no. I'm using uh N95 mask a little overboard. If you ask me, well, I'm I don't have any. The, the only I'm N95 just a regular mask doctor. Yeah, I just <laughs> I, I I have just like a cloth one. Like, yeah, right. I, people are like, that doesn't work. And I was like, well, I don't go outside. And if I do go outside, I don't get near people. And apparently the mask is to keep what you have inside and not like yeah. you protecting from what other people have. <laughs> yeah, I've so, been using like the, the light blue doctor face mask. Mm -hmm. I wish yeah. I had a black one that would look so much sicker. But wow. dude, dude, I need to say this. Um, last weekend, which is where I got this sunburn. That's why my skin looks a little crispy. Mm hmm. It was like last Saturday was the most beautiful day ever. Me and my friend Evelyn, we went on a bike ride uh, down to the monuments, like down to uh, Haynes Point, which is like this really sick yeah. bike path that goes out to the edge of the water. Mm -hmm. We went down to the National Mall. Dude, there were so many people. And, and half of them, did, probably more than half, didn't have masks on. You mean like, the was that the same day they had the Blue Angels fly over? Yeah, yeah, the same oh, day. Well, I've seen pictures of that. That kind of made me a little scared. But Dude, I don't think people I, really care, to be honest with you. I mean, I think a lot of people are kind of getting sick of it. Yeah, I think people are like, kind of like, I'm going outside. I'm I'm relatively healthy. I can last. And I think like, you know, just don't go home and give it to granny. Like, that's the big thing. Like, that's like, that's the huge thing. Like, everybody's going home and giving it to granny or like giving it to some nursing home worker and a nursing home worker, like, you know, the majority, like Maryland, has the most deaths in out of the DMV. Probably like double the amount of Virginia, and like triple the amount of Washington D.C. I saw that in that post you put in that post yeah. in those things you do. You post like the daily death toll, and it seems like D.C. is barely rising, but Maryland's is insane for some reason. Oh, it's because all the nursing homes people are dying rapidly in the nursing homes. Oh, like it's so like just like all like it's not just one. Like it's a bunch of them where they're all mm -hmm. dying. So it's sad. But yeah, it's super sad. I don't know what to do. Like, and to be honest, like people are going to go outside eventually. I don't know, like what they're anticipating. I think people are dying to go outside. That life, that outside life. To be honest, I, I was a little. You know, I'm a little secluded type person. Anyway, I don't really want to go outside and be seen and all that other stuff anymore. But like other people need it. Like they they need it. I know. It's <laughs> like, oh man, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah right. when everything happened i was like welcome to my life <laughs> i know when you're when you're creative and you have to make your own money and all this other stuff it's like <laughs> the loneliness is just like oh, this is just regular for me <laughs> yeah you're like uh, now i'm just like wow i'm getting paid to be lonely this is crazy <laughs> sweet exactly yeah. right like I, I can't go on as many hinge dates and i can't go play soccer and uh, the big thing for me is i can't go work out that's the fucking worst dude but well, you like, can just do the jail workout do some yeah, burpees, pull-ups, push-ups. Push yep. To be honest, I think if you started doing push-ups and pull-ups and dips, 
you probably be you probably won't gain that much bulk, but you'll be ripped. You'll be cut up right. like a bag of dope. That's what I've been doing, man. There's a tree right outside my house that has like a, yeah. a limb that goes out perfectly. I do pull-ups mm -hmm. on that. People look like Sweet. people look at me like I'm crazy, but I gotta Sorry. get it in. You might pick up chicks that way. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Six feet, baby. Stay right over there. What's yeah. up? Baby? <laughs> Make sure you bring your mask next time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder what dating is going to be like after this, too. Dude, I've been dating during this thing. I'm not going to lie. Do you get both get checked to make sure you don't have it? <laughs> no, like, like we just been. I've just we've just been doing stuff outside. So the first date I went out with someone, uh, we went on a longboard ride. Mm -hmm. Like we just, I I picked up my car. We went on a longboard ride, just rode around, you know. But we didn't keep our distance at all. We just kept our distance from other people. Yeah. And then the second time we hung out, we went to Logan Circle and we just had like a little picnic on a blanket, drank some wine. But the, the circle was the, the the Logan Circle, like that park was super busy. Yeah, I think in D.C., like nobody from what I hear, like they're not really caring about the quarantine. If you're like under 40, like you're just like, whatever, we'll go outside. <laughs> and oh, yeah. To be honest, I'm not going to be mad at people. Like if you don't want to quarantine, that's up to you. Like I'm. I believe in the old America. Like you do what you want to do. Just don't bother me. You know? Hey, have your gun. Do what you want to do. Kiss you want to kiss. Just just it's not my problem. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I'm gonna put on a mask and I'm gonna stay away from me. So that's but you know, I think at the same time, like when it first was going out and people were being irresponsible, I mean, if you're hanging out with a whole bunch of people and you know you have like elderly family members that you're about to go see, then you know it or like small children or something. Apparently, mm -hmm. COVID is terrible for small children as well. So wow, yeah. that's you crazy. Know. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't. I don't, post everything. Like, I don't know how. Like, how long the events are going to be screwed. I don't know how long photography is going to be screwed. Like, I, I had a big art exhibition I was going to be hosting and producing before all this happened. It was like the week everything shut down. Mm -hmm. I don't know when I'll be able to have a hundred people gather in a room again. You will. To be honest, it's going to go underground. You remember like those rave parties back? I don't know how old you are, Bruce, but back in the day, you go get like <laughs> not that barn, <laughs> barn parties. <laughs> I mean, that's what's going to happen. People are going to want to do it, and they're going to want to they're going to want to congregate, and they're just going to find somewhere where you know the word gets out underground, and they all meet up. <laughs> this is going to happen. It's going to be like prohibition or something like that. Nice. So is there anything you're working on with uh, enemies right now? Is well, there anything you know, we drop or? a new shirt like every week during the pandemic. We drop a new shirt like every week. Mm -hmm. um, like for the events wise, I'm not sure. We like, you know, we're in Ward 9. So I, I do all the events and stuff like that at Ward 9. So uh, we were we had like three or four events planned and it just all got canceled. We promised the people that had the events when things come back online, like we'll definitely have your event. Like, don't think it's over. We just mm -hmm. got to get clearance to like have the event. But um, you know, it's the same old things for me. Like to be honest, like yeah. I'm thinking about getting a part time job just in the meantime because it's just like who knows how different things is going to be. Because you know, if Georgia in three weeks has like a massive outbreak and people start dropping like flies, you know things are going to change. <laughs> yeah, but what's what, what's there to even do? Like, I don't even know. 
where I'd even get a job right now. Like, I don't even know what I would do. You can work at a warehouse. You can work at a warehouse. You can work at the supermarket. You can work Oh, at, hell no. I am not working at a supermarket. That you is just, a, You can work at Home Depot. You can work at... Uh, people like see me applying to these places. And I was just like, hey, if things go really bad, working at supermarket sounds crazy and dangerous, but at least you know that job's going to be there. That's true. And then... I can quit anytime I want. <laughs> I can go there and be like, this sucks. <laughs> like I'm out of here. But you know, I mean, to be honest, a lot of places not even trying to look to hire people like me because I think like when they look at my resume, like they're like, wow, he's a store owner and he owns brand. Like you're he, unemployable. Yeah. They're just like, he ain't going to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, whatever. I just want to stock some shelves. Can I stock some shelves? <laughs> Like, I mean, tell me what to do. I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, that's why I was so glad I picked up the waiting tables part time because it's so perfect. It's like I get to be social. I get at my house. You know, I, I can just do something and leave it there. I don't have to worry about it afterwards. I was like, this is so perfect for me right now. Yeah, so we'll see how that is. I, I think. I think. Uh, I think bartending will still be okay for the most part. Maybe you could just oh, dude, transition to bartending because people still yeah. don't drink. Everyone wants to go out and and get drinks and get dinner after this. Yeah, definitely. I just wonder like what I just wonder how like all these big restaurants are gonna do. Like, you know, your high end restaurants like your RPMs and your your like uh, your your double eagle what's, what's the place called? Or you know what I mean, the steakhouses and stuff. The like they need that yeah. they need they need that volume. If they don't have that volume, they can't make no money. They're definitely gonna have to shut down. That's a great question, man. I mean, I'm not no too worried. They, they already got money, though. Like, it's not like me where, you know, everything's like hand to mouth. But like, yeah, I, I feel like you can't assume that, you know, just because they're so big. I feel like there's still a lot of like, it's still very much as close to it. They just have like a little bit more invested. Like the place I was working at, they literally opened up their restaurant a month before this happened. Like I was like Jeez. the first I was like the first wave of employees there. Mm -hmm. Like, so I opened up the store with them. I opened up the spot. Man, with them. it's crazy. And literally, it's like a month in, all the reviews about to come out, and it's like, boom, psych. That's isn't that, sad. Isn't that crazy? I wonder how it feels as the owner to be like having things going good. And then, well, I kind of know how it feels too. Yeah, we can relate. Owner, you know? <laughs> we so it's like, what I mean, like, I guess like that, that, that restaurant pot is a lot deeper money wise than like the closing. So, like, he probably was making good money for a little while. And then all of a sudden, like he slammed shut. He's like thinking like, probably I could do this and I could do that. I mean, honestly, he wasn't even, he's was probably still in the goddamn hole. He was just like trying to get out of it. Uh, when you first opened the doors, so all you spend all that money trying to like yeah. get all the tables and inventory and the food cost and the salaries and shit. It probably would have taken him like a year just to get out the, get out the black. But like, I can imagine now it's like new time business owner. Now figure out how to get loans and like, figure out how to do all this stuff it's like oh my god i don't know like that's the wildest thing like to be honest like going back you know, we'll go back to like regular like that's what i'm thinking about like getting a part-time because it's just like why not like before to be honest like i could have had a part-time job this whole time <laughs> same <laughs> i was like i started thinking i think being sober made me think like that i was like you know when you're not high all the time you're like what am I doing? <laughs> like, I, could, I could use a couple extra hundred bucks a week, you know, like it's, it's just like, and at being a creative, 
there's a lot of like people always you know we've always portrayed this busy 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 life but when there's no business being held or anything like the life is kind of slow and if there's nothing to be doing it's like you know i found myself like just smoking weed so probably trying to get a job is probably the best thing to do for right now i think that would be the smartest thing for everyone to do i just don't know like retail or like how the economy recovers i don't know all the big time people like warren buffett and everybody are saying that everything's going to go back to normal quickly because it's not an issue with the actual economy but Mm -hmm. it was an outside force that forced it close so when it opens back Ah. up it should go back it should correct itself but i just i just feel like if if the job force a lot of these jobs that people are losing they're not coming back yeah, a lot of businesses are going to be closed. So a lot of people can't maintain all that stuff, maintain those le- loans and debts and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, for sure, all of the high-end wide businesses will be done, like all the people fired for bankruptcy. But I think Warren Buffett's right when he says that it'll go back to normal. But I think the social stigmas will have a lasting effect on business. Yeah, I think so too. I'm just hoping that like, well, I've been noticing a change in people. Hoping things don't go back. Like people were just so materialistic prior to the pandemic. Like they were just so into like, look at me, look what I'm doing, and like now that like the pandemic hit, you notice all of a sudden they don't have like they tried to do it for the first two weeks and then nobody cared. <laughs> well, look at Instagram. Well, well, look, look, look at how it affected Instagram. For the first two weeks, everyone used up all the content they had saved up. But now everyone, you can't, no one's flexing anymore. No one can live this lavish life and it has all of us just being normal people on the platform, which is something that I've thoroughly enjoyed. It's just like not trying to maintain this, this facade, facade of like some photographer all the time. Exactly. Like, I mean, I gave up on trying to be like an Instagram person a while back. So I just was like, nothing really changed on my, my end of the content. It's just like, Doyle's still posting the news. <laughs> You're just you're just so fucking cool, Doyle. God Not damn. Really. You know, I was I, let, let me just be an aesthetic photographer, okay? <laughs> you could half naked women. You well, I don't. Well, you just got having with masks on now, apparently. But yeah, you know, uh, it'll probably be a thing. Oh my god, they might. They, you never know. Like that might be the next thing. Like having half naked women with 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 masks on. You can have a whole photo shoot like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> people people like it. There's probably a thousand photographers already working on that concept right now. Probably. Dude, I'm not going to lie. For me, this made me really want to get more into my YouTube channel. Like, I've been taking my YouTube shit so much more seriously now. And I've been making, like, content that I actually care about to the point where, like, I would like YouTube to take over uh, the part of my business and revenue to where I don't have to, like, shoot someone's fucking baby or I don't have to, like, shoot an event. I could just make a YouTube video and get that money. Exactly. I mean, YouTube is where it's at, to be honest. Like, I think most creatives that are trying to do social media for a living, I think the, the, we, that like a lot of people just had a misconception of like Instagram is so cool, but facts, it's not that cool if it don't pay no money. Like uh, a friend of like, you know, you know, my intern, Jamal, you yeah. know, Jamal, Jamal's girlfriend is a, she's, she's a, she, she has a big following on YouTube. And she's been, she gets uh, endorsement contracts for for hair products and stuff like that. And it's just like, she was like, yeah, Instagram's cool, but like, 
YouTube is really what people are watching. Like if you want to figure out how to do something, nobody goes on Instagram to find out how to do anything. <laughs> well, the thing with Instagram is that from a photographer's perspective is that <clears throat> I, I used to get a lot more business on there. Like I noticed, I noticed that over the years, Instagram has changed a lot to where I feel like a lot less people see my stuff, which means I get a lot less business from me just posting something. Like before yeah. I'd maybe get hit up like once a week for mm-hmm. like, Hey, I love your work. Can we, can we talk? But now it's like maybe once a month, if that, and my work's only gotten better. And I was like trying so hard to stick to that aesthetic. But then I realized that like, Oh, wait a minute. If I just, uh, take the long, like play the long game on this YouTube shit and I build this content over time, then like, this is way more beneficial than a post that doesn't pay me. I post on YouTube. I get paid off of affiliate links, off of views, off of sponsorships. I post mm-hmm. on Instagram. No one's paying me unless it's like a sponsorship. But the thing is, is like, if you're popping on YouTube, you can easily have an Instagram audience. But if you're popping on Instagram, it's fucking impossible to get them to go to your YouTube. Exactly. So exactly. it's like, so people, people are just confused about where they should be investing their social media time. Like TikTok so- is better than Instagram right now. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't have TikTok because of the whole Chinese government thing. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my God. I, I, do, I do appreciate all you guys who posted on Instagram. But <laughs> hey, I got you on Tuesdays, baby. <laughs> like, Every Tuesday, like, I'm sweet. there. As long as you keep on doing this, I don't need it. <laughs> oh, but, like, you know, I think, I think Instagram's dying. It's just a, it's a plethora of, like, like, not that talented people being narcissistic all the time. And I don't, I may be one of those people, but at the same time, it's just like, I think people in general or the people who are watching Instagram for entertainment, I think they're just getting tired of seeing like Billy from down the street, post his little stack of cash in, in, in his car and yeah. like acting like he's, he's special when in, in reality, like there's nothing really special about that. I think Instagram created a world where too many people with a camera think they could be professional photographers. Oh, yes. yes. And, then, and then on the other side, it created a world where too many ugly girls think they can actually model. Well, I used to always be like, hey, bro, if she doesn't have any pictures of her standing up, it's very most likely that she's shaped like a mini fridge. But there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. I like mini fridge shaped women too. I, hey, I hope no women get that. <laughs> but like, you know, it's just well, like, everyone we, thinks that they're beautiful now. And it's just like, you don't even look like that in real life. <laughs> well, to me, it's like not everyone is a model and not everyone is meant to be a model. You know what I'm saying? You have this amateur photographer hitting up some random hot girl who wouldn't, who would never be an actual model by model standards, creating this image to where she thinks she can model now. But it's like, no, you're not a New York model. It's like, it's, at least it's you don't weird. have people like hitting you up in your DM saying that they're a model and they want to like to model for your brand. <laughs> and you're just like, who told That's you you were a model? Who told you that? <laughs> like, who told you that? Like, why, why are you, you don't hit, like, you go to their Instagram and you're like, you don't even have any work on here. Like you don't look like a model, but you know, it's like, it's this world of just like, you know, false bravado where everybody's just saying like what they think Instead of like, there's like no truth on Instagram, which is like the saddest thing ever. Well, it's like the same way TikTok's creating a bunch of dancers. Like everyone thinks they're a freaking dancer now on TikTok. I mean, it's kind of cute though. When I watch the like people do the dance, it's kind of like cute. 
unless you like you're trying it. too hard. If you're trying too hard, then I'm just like that's that's a little annoying. But if you're like just out there like dicking around, I think that's pretty funny. I'll be like, oh, that's cute, <laughs> dude. Dude, so so a friend of mine, uh, I don't know if I call this guy a friend. I guess I call him a friend. Um, he left everything in DC. He went to LA to become like a TikTok star, like just to pursue like LA stardom, like be an actor oh, and pursue like TikTok star shit. And bad timing for him, but um, he did like you can go live on TikTok, which is really sick. So he was live and he was collabing with like this other local girl and mm-hmm. his phone was like in the background and you could see them trying to create TikToks on her phone. Yeah. It was so weird, dude. Like it was fucking weird. It's like they have like a backdrop and they had like nice lighting and the cameras on a tripod and you see them like go from like, like all right, hey, let's do this dance. And then all of a sudden they start going. And then it ends in there like, and they're like, oh, I didn't like that take. I didn't like that take. Let's do it again. It's like, oh, it's Instagram. It's like, it's like everyone becomes a, (laughs) it's like they, it's like you become a cheerleader for the video and then you're just like, all right, back to this normal life. It's just, it's so weird. That's the one thing I hate about social media. Like everyone tries to make it seem like everything's just happening in real time, but nothing's happening in real time, you know? And then if, the, the wackest thing is if you're really taking like all this effort, it should look really great. <laughs> and rarely does it look really great. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think TikTok is pretty cool. I think mm-hmm. it's like people like it's made people be more creative and it like has it, it, it makes people have to use their talent opposed to let me slap 17 filters on myself and sit really close to the camera so i look like i'm something that i'm not well i don't know any all the big titty girls are still winning on tiktok well i mean they're gonna win they win in life bro <laughs> 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 I mean, that's, that's what i'm saying <laughs> it's kind of true but yeah so you know if you're pretty <laughs> in life you're like if, you're, if you've got some physical attributes some natural ones or some 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 unnatural ones like you're gonna win you know that's how life goes Right. Have you been have you been getting into fitness at all since this whole sobriety thing? Have you been getting into uh, more like celebrity? kinda like uh you know, before you know, I'm I'm kinda old, so I'd be doing the old man workout, which is not really working out. I just walk. I walk like, you know, Maryland is a pretty like hilly place. So uh the walk trail that I do is five miles and it's about a thousand calories. So mm-hmm. I do that like every other day. So I do like twenty miles a week. Damn, well you're doing something. Yeah, I mean, it keep it, it helps me. Uh, it, it I think it's more a mental thing than it is for a physical thing. Because like I used to be an athlete as a ch- as a kid, and you know all the exercise was for a purpose, like to fight or like to, you know, compete. But like ever since that co- competition went away, I don't really have the, the. I don't plan on fighting anybody for the rest of my life. So I just want like it, it gives me time to like clear my mind. I'm pretty sure you do the same thing when you're working out. Like sometimes I like to even walk without music. Because like, you know, it gives me a chance to like really think about what I need to be thinking about. Yeah. I don't like to jog with music. I like to just kind of meditate when I'm jogging. Mm -hmm. It feels good. You know, kind of clear your mind, get get the dopamine going. Like I feel like I come up with great ideas or like things make sense or it like de-stresses my day. Definitely. I feel you on that. Like I just walk in and like, it gives you like, it's like, like you said, it's like straight up like meditation and movement. Mm-hmm. For, I mean, for me, I went from being all lifting. Like I never ran, did any fucking cardio at all. It was just like, I went to the gym, lifted weights. Now I run every other day and I am like maybe lifting weights every day, but 
it's mostly because I can't, but I've been enjoying the hell out of some cardio, man. It feels really good. Car- like, definitely. I like cardio a lot. Like, I, like lifting weights is cool, but it, for me, it's really monotonous and boring. Mm. And I'm not really like, I feel like I'm strong when I have to be, but I don't want to be strong all the time. This <laughs> 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 is like, oh, this shit's heavy. <laughs> See, I, I always had like a complex growing up. Like, I always would like joke around about having muscles or like I was always just kind of a naturally scrawny kid. So for mm-hmm. me, working out kind of fills in that insecurity. Like, and that's completely what it is for me. It's like, I want to get bigger because I always felt like I was weak as a kid in growing up. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like when I can look in the mirror and like see biceps or like see a chest or lift more weight, it, it, it triggers something for me. That's like very fulfilling. Well, I think I feel that way. Like, somewhat i remember when i started lifting weights for the first time and like i was like wow this is what happens to your body when you lift weights <laughs> <laughs> i was like i've been doing this car like i you know i did martial arts for a long time so we weren't lifting weights and all of a sudden like i stopped doing martial arts and started lifting weights and i was like wow i look great but nowadays it's just like i don't know if i have the i'm not I'm willing to invest the effort to like look look the way they want to like and you know you get older i think i wanted to make i want to I want to feel like better about myself on the inside than I do on the outside. Mm, for me, it all kind of ties together. I think so. I mean, that, 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 that would make a lot of sense. I think for me, I think I just miss like the old days where when people got old, they just got fat and was like, whatever, <laughs> but they don't do that anymore. <laughs> now you gotta be fat and sexy. Or exactly. sorry, you gotta, be old, you gotta be old and sexy. Exactly. I'd be wondering why. Oh, it's because everybody's single. That's why. <laughs> there we go. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe I'm maybe thir- quarantine will bring back marriage or something like that or true love. Ooh, maybe. Hopefully. I mean, as the older I get, the, the possibility of like getting older and being alone is kind of cool, but like it's kind of not cool either. Yeah, I mean... I definitely want to have like a family and kids at some point. In my oh life. yeah. Yeah. I want to have some little doors running around and like being like, he's bad as shit. Just like me, <laughs> you know, but I, I just don't know. Like, I think like people just nowadays have just become like, so self indulgent, like they're just so full of themselves, including like me, like that it's kind of hard to be in a relationship. It's hard to trust somebody with yeah. all of Cause, you. Cause I'm hustling. I'm grinding. I'm gonna I'm, get there for us, girl. I just want to tell people, like, trust me like you trust your iPhone. <laughs> or let me trust you like I trust my iPhone. Because <laughs> the wait, iPhone wait. really knows everything. <laughs> That's a fact. I'm not going to lie, but I trust the shit out of my iPhone. Things I trust, the amount of information I trust that thing with is probably way too high. Exactly. That's why I say that to people. Like, you could trust me like you trust your iPhone. I could trust you like that. I know you're the one. But if. Ooh. But I have yet to meet that person yet. <laughs> do you, you, you want to? Do you see yourself with an Asian girl? Because um, I think the older I get, like I didn't really date Asian women until I was probably in my mid twenties, and then I only dated black women until I was like twenty seven, and then I started dating Asian women, and I've only dated Asian women since then. Um, but I don't really think that like I, I put a limit on anybody. Like if mm-hmm. like you know who knows like there might be some sparkling white woman with blonde hair and blue eyes hey. that likes me. And I'd be like, hey, I always dreamed about people like you. (laughs) (laughs) A blonde woman. Oh, (laughs) Oh, man. I've had a lot of different kinds, but I never had you. (laughs) But, uh, you know, like it's a, I'm open to it. But to be honest, like to date within your races, like uh, 
it's kind of comfortable, you know. Right, that's a good way to put like it. A, it's not like having all that cultural differences, like having your house smell funny or something like that. Like you dated another Asian person, they like, oh, your house just smells Asian. <laughs> <laughs> it smells comforting. <laughs> exactly. Or like, like you know, this is like the the cultural differences. A lot of times in America, people like they act like we're all American, or we are, but we're all like our different kind of Americans, you know, and we. Mm. We only really exist with each other at the workplace or in social gatherings. When everybody goes home and hangs out with their separate group, a lot of people don't hang out in like a, a like a multicultural setting. I do, but I think it's basically because of like I, I grew up with like a lot of different groups of people, so I always feel comfortable around. Them. But I think if you grew up with all Asian people in America, you're always going to gravitate towards being with Asian people. Or white people, black people, everybody's kind of the same. They want to hang yeah. out with their own culture. Yeah, it's like a it's like a weird natural instinct you have. It's like they look like me, so they probably identify with me more. Yeah, I mean, it's it's they probably definitely do. Like, I mean, I couldn't tell a white person how to feel about being white in America, or you know what I mean. Like, apparently, social media likes to tell white people how to feel all the time. I gave up on that a long time ago. Bro, that's a <laughs> fact. That's a fact, man. I just feel like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, I don't even know what it's like to be white. How can I tell them anything? <laughs> if you're white in America, you better feel guilty. You better not have money because you didn't earn it. It's it's crazy, dude. Well, there's more poor white people than anybody, to be honest. So <laughs> in America, no. <laughs> it's just a, if you look at the natural numbers and statistics, like it's half the country's white. So and that whole half is not rich by any means. <laughs> so, yeah, they forget about Dude, so, places like Missouri. This is a random question. What, what has been like consuming your, your free time now? Like what, like what show or like what video game or like what thing have you oh, been like kind of like watching doing? Korean dramas? Really? On Netflix. Yeah. It sounds wild. All That's my a life. Thing? Almost. I'm 38 years old. I've never watched the whole Korean drama series and I started watching them and it's like crack <laughs> smoking crack. Like I can't good? Uh, there's a few of them. Like there's one, like they're not all that good since the quarantines lasted pretty long. I've binge watched a lot of them. They're, they're not like, it's like going to church and listen to a good preacher. Some of them, all preachers aren't made equal, but like, uh, okay. there's one, like if you can deal with like foreign films and reading subtitles yeah like there's one called crash landing on you and there's another one called itaewon class and there's a few other ones on netflix that's just like like reply 1988 like it's just wildly entertaining and it's like it's just crazy like i never really thought i used to tell the girls the korean girls that i dated like don't watch that. Those make you crazy. <laughs> that's why. That's why you have these outlandish expectations from me. <laughs> and then I started watching them. And I was like, "Oh, I get it now." <laughs> oh man. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Hold on one second. Oh, there Uh-oh. we go. Are we back? Yeah, oh, there yeah. we go. So, Sorry about that. So, so is like crazy rich Asians like an accurate sort of representation of what like a K drama I mean, is like, or no? Kind of, kind of like that kind of interaction. Those like social and like economic differences that you see it's kind of like that but uh to be honest korean people we are like the uh korean korean dramas and series of the most popular in asia or of, of the asian inter- entertainment industry k-drama is the most popular one so Whoa. if there's a if there's a popular like there's one called kingdom 
where mm-hmm. it's not like a drama. Well, they call it drama. Any series, they call it drama. But like Kingdom is like about like placed in ancient Korea and it's like zombies. Like, oh, I've seen that one. <laughs> well, I've seen I've seen a thumbnail, but like yeah. all the stuff that you're talking about never pops up for me. Now I'm gonna go look up Crate oh, Crash Landing on you. If you if you watch Crash Landing on, I've, and like I've been watching it with my mom, which is kind of like she works a whole lot, and like we never really got to do that kind of stuff. Oh, that's beautiful, man. I actually like binge watched first, and I was like, oh, I guess you like this, so we watched it together. It's pretty, it's pretty great. Like you know, and then there was like all those other ones are pretty good too. Like I, I really enjoyed it. It's it. It let me experience part of Korean culture that, as a as American born Korean person, I just never really got to experience. Now I get to now I understand things a little bit better. Maybe I could date a Korean girl again. And I stop saying that they're now, crazy. <laughs> now you get it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, now, oh. now you're gonna ha- now you're gonna have K drama expectations of her. Yes, I'll be like, they wasn't like that in the show. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to be crazy about me. Yeah, I'll be like, not just crazy about yourself. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, I've been obsessed with like soccer shows on Netflix. So there's two shows that are really awesome. The first one is called uh, Sunderland. Mm-hmm. And they. Oh, I like think doc- I've seen that. I think it's I'm like not, a documentary. I seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they, they follow this soccer club from like 2017 to like 2019. Mm-hmm. And it's like an inside look from like the ownership level. So you're literally there sitting in the room with like the guy who owns it thinking of like trade players are going to trade it's not so much from a player's perspective it's from like the ownership perspective so it's it's been so fascinating to watch that so i finished that and then um there's another one called juventus the first team Mm -hmm. which was like made a few years before Mm -hmm. that follows like humans which is like a really big soccer club oh i know i know about them yeah that's mostly from like the player's view though you don't really get inside like the office it's more of like on the surface view compared to sunderland I've been watching The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentaries, too, on ESPN. Oh, I've heard about those. Oh, it's great. It's great. It gives you, like, it's like, it's like what you just said about the, the, the ownership view and the player view at the same time. <laughs> it's like giving you every aspect of what happened in the last season of Michael Jordan playing for the Bulls. Uh, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of stories of people be- being like, I changed my mind about Jordan. I now support him again. I don't know. Jordan's Jordan. Like, I think it's whatever. He's a billionaire. Like he gets a pass, I guess. I, I just, I wish people would stop trying to relate with people that are no, like, like they're not like you. Like <laughs> that's what I'm going to tell people. Like he, he willed himself to be the best basketball player on the earth. <laughs> like, like, like there's something crazy different about him than you. It's like, exactly. this is a 0.1% person. Like this is a, this is a 1% person in a 1% game. Like, to be a professional basketball player is a one percent game, but to be the best of those guys is point one. You know, it's like exactly. I mean, once, I mean, it's like being a photographer. You know, like, and not to say like you're not there, but like, you know, the guys that are getting paid the big bucks to work for the big corporations and do the, like the the artistic stuff that like everybody wants to do. There's a reason why they're there. It's not yeah. just because like, oh, they just he got friends and he got there because he's he knows somebody. I mean, knowing somebody well, helps a little bit too. Well, but. well, photography definitely is a little different than like your raw skill on the court. But mm-hmm, I, I see, I see the parallel you're drawing there. It's like mm-hmm. timing, place, actual talent. You know, mm-hmm. you can't be like a bum. Like everybody, like tries to draw parallels to Michael Jordan. I'm just like, hey, bro. <laughs> like, 
you're not Michael Jordan. You're not even Michael Jordan at your job. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, whatever you do, you're not Michael Jordan. What makes you think that you could be Michael Jordan? Like, just appreciate it. (laughs) Appreciate greatness. It's good to strive to be like Michael Jordan, but to think that you can actually get to that level, I think it's slightly delusional at, at some point, you know? Yeah, I think like in, in general, like everybody feels, like I think it, it's just weird. Like I just wish people would, I think appreciation is at all time low. Like to see somebody who's be excellent at their craft and excellent at everything they do and they, and you know, nobody sits, like everybody sits back and either it's like full on verbal fellatio or it's like, man, he ain't all that. And it's like, there's no like, just there's no ground of respect. Like <laughs> It's just like, oh, or back in the day, I used to hate Michael Jordan's guts because he was so good. <laughs> I used to be like, I fucking hate him. <laughs> it was like he sold his soul to the devil. I know he did. <laughs> he had to, man. Oh, my God. I remember Dude, watching him play and just being like, he doesn't miss. What's going on? It's like being obsessed with soccer recently. I've been watching like messy highlights. Yeah. Just like watching this man dribble the ball, it defies logic. Like I, I, it makes no sense. So you want to know what I, you know what I searched up after that? I said, I said players who defended Messi. I wanted to hear what like a professional player, what it was like to defend mm-hmm. against Messi. They were, they were saying that like when he has the ball, there's literally nothing you can do. Like for some reason, he's always where he needs to be, and like he just always has his space. Like for some reason, like even the defenders were just, they all across the board were like. I, I he was the hardest person to ever defend. He just made no sense. And apparently he's like a small man. Like he's tiny. They apparently they gave him the Captain America drugs when he was a kid. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> I heard that too. <laughs> Whatever they the Captain, Captain America, America they gave that to Messi. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well hey well hey man, let's uh let's call it let's call it right here, man. Okay, cool. You cool. seem to be getting some phone calls and shit and right. um Oh, yeah. sorry about all that. Creeps oh no, it's contact me right now. They don't contact it's all, me. No, it's done. But it's fine. It's all. It's all good, man. It's all good, dude. I really appreciate you coming on and being the first guest through uh, uh, Zoom or FaceTime or whatever. Um, anytime, Bruce. You know, I like to talk, especially yeah, like with people to... with broad broad perspectives like you. Like, you can't have these conversations with everybody. <laughs> uh, that's a fact, man. That's a fact. That's why I've always enjoyed your your perspective on things. You know, I appreciate that. It's really cool. Really cool. Well, hey, man. Um, I, I want to like plug you here. Like, if someone's still listening, they don't they don't know what to do. I guess. What is it? Enemies forever on Instagram. Yes, enemies forever on Instagram. Enemiesforever.com for their web store. We just opened ward9.com or oh, ward9dmv.com for uh, our sneaker sales. We're selling all the new Jordan Nike releases and New Balance Pro on online. So. If you want the newest releases for Jordan and stuff, like you can go on Ward 9. We're dropping new stuff every week on enemiesforever.com. Cool. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. And I'll, if it's if watching on YouTube, it's in the description. All right, guys, Sweet. that's it. That's the angle. The new future of That's the Angle. Peace. Sweet.